WSL Nation. How is it going, friends? It, it's been a minute again because 2020 like that, but it's so good to hear from you again. We've got an expansion draft on the way, and we couldn't not talk about it. So welcome to the show again. I'm Steve Schwartzman here, of course, as always, with our resident soccer savant, Mike McPhee. Mike, how goes it? It's going, Steve. How are you? I've missed you. I've missed you as well. It's been some time. Uh, I get, you know, if, if anyone doesn't listen to our sister program, uh, WNBA Nation, and hasn't hasn't heard kind of the setup, uh, kind of what happened, we, we got through the Challenge Cup. Uh, I'll take responsibility. I, I, I took a bit of a, a mental health hiatus. We did a few things for WNBA because that season kicked off. Uh, decided to, to take some break during the fall. Uh, the fall series and then uh, as this cleared and we decided to kick things back up so if you're wondering why all of a sudden we went dark for for a time period that's why but we're back and we're here to talk and we're excited but you know how was your break in 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 uh, you know your audio podcast break did you learn any new hobbies or you know i i've just been focusing on me no it's it's been good steve um you know middle of a crazy year um there's a lot going on but the fall series was a lot of fun um i'm glad we got Mm -hmm. got to watch some more um soccer outside of the challenge cup and you know in in a year where everything has been so crazy and uncertain it's kind of exciting to see the league continuing to expand and grow you know we're we're, we're getting this is really cool draft news from angel city fc i mean I don't know. It's, it's, it's really giving me hope. No. Yeah. This is, this is definitely exciting. Uh, Super league's been fantastic. If, if oh, you have, if y'all haven't been watching that uh, turn over to UK, get that, that FA cup app and watch, watch some games there. Um, big up to, to man city blue moon uh, win, winning the cup. was very excited about that. Happy for lot of, for Mewis and Lavelle and Caroline Weir and all the good ones over there. Cotton, yeah, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of familiar NWSL faces over there right now. Tobin Heath, Christian yeah. Press tearing, tearing it up at Man United. Alex Morgan just got her debut at Tottenham. Um, Honestly, the level of star competitiveness at this point—it's very hard, obviously, to compete with the men's english premier league right but the the level at which it's filled a gap is pretty impressive like there's every night it's a good matchup however you swing it well and in terms of popularity you saw that stat that um as soon as the news broke that uh uh heath and press had signed with man united their jerseys were, were the highest selling ones men's or women's yeah they sold out i mean that's awesome yeah. Yeah, so you gotta love that. So, and I think that ties to the discussion we're having today, which is the growth of the game, the growth of of leagues in general, but especially the growth of the NWSL. We are rolling into the debut season for Racing Louisville FC. They've had a fun year in terms of announcements, naming announcements, naming name sucking, new naming announcements, and branding being pretty awesome. And now it's just about time for for louisville to start building out their actual roster and they've already gotten started uh you know working with chicago to acquire yuki nakasato savannah caskill and are rolling right into the expansion drafts we thought it would be a good amount of fun to hold essentially our own mock expansion draft see how good mike and myself are at giving louisville the best roster possible setting them up for as much success as they can as they kick things off to start uh, their their journey here in the NWSL. So, Michael, kick it over to you. I think it would be good to get a lay of the land of uh, really what the actual parameters are with this expansion draft. What's it going to look like? What are the the general rules and regulations? What's going to be Louisville's experience as they put it put that roster together this week? Okay, so there's been two other expansion drafts in NWSL history. When first Houston, then Orlando, when they joined the league, the rules are a little bit different this time around, but it basically goes down like this. Um, So Louisville can pick up to 18 spots. There's 18 rounds, so they can pick up to 18 players. Um, 
including two uh, U.S. allocated players. Um, now, each, each of the NWSL teams can protect up to 11 players from their roster, including two allocated players. Um, and their lists of protected players have, have been released. We'll talk about that. Um, so they've got limited spots they can protect. Anyone else is fair game for Louisville to pick. Um, let's see. If they don't use the allocated spots, I believe they get $75,000 to use for each as they will. Um, and if they do take an allocated player, they can't take any more from that team. They can pick up to two players from each team is the limit. Um, I believe that's the rundown. Um, yeah. I'm sure I'm missing things. There was, there was quite a few, but I, I think that's the gist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, each roster, uh, Chicago notwithstanding, due to the, those oh, acquisitions, yeah, they're obviously exempt from yeah, that Steve, I wanted, to, roster, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I wanted to chat about that really quick. So before the expansion draft happened, um, Louisville made a trade with Chicago to get Yuki Nagasato and um, Savannah McCaskill in exchange for immunity in that they wouldn't take any Chicago players. Um, Which, by the way, has that terminology existed in a trade in any sport ever? In exchange <laughs> for immunity? For immunity? I maybe I'm projecting. Maybe maybe I've, I've did, watched uh, too many legal dramas. Did Chicago have like covert intel that you know was gonna <laughs> break the spectrum of the league or something like that? And just, it, it, it's got, just the, the terminology is fantastic. They got a plea deal. Um, okay, but <laughs> but but I they, they, they pled out. They get. I, I mean, it's a literal it. trade agreement if you think about it. So <laughs> yes. I was curious though, Steve, good move, bad move for Chicago. Um, I think this is kind of Chicago's note that, uh, I, Sam Kerr's not coming back anytime soon. I think this is a new era for Chicago. We have a great standing of youth. We want to build around. And I think with that in mind and with the financial structure, I think they feel comfortable saying, let's go ahead and move on. So I get that viably. But if you're going to tell me who got the better of the trade, I mean, that's two fantastic attackers that you're adding to to Louisville's roster. Louisville being an expansion team is one thing. Who knows if they see any level of success. But, I mean, it's it's hard to say no to, to that level of stardom. But... I do get why Chicago made the move. And I think a lot of it just comes down to if they're building more room to foster and develop their young players, they'll be fine. Uh, we'll yeah. just have to see how it goes. Yeah. And, and, and got... can you, how do you, how do you get to say no to immunity? You know, <laughs> and, that's and they've got a deep roster too. to live but... forever. Um, <laughs> that's right. R- Rory Dames found the elixir of life. <laughs> This is too much fun. No, I, I like, I, no, definitely. I like the move. I, I, the move makes a lot of sense to me. And obviously it sets a lot of things in motion for how this draft is going to look out. So Chicago is out of the discussion in terms of the expansion draft and each continue, you know, each additional roster has announced the protected and unprotected players that they have in play. And the unprotected lists includes all levels of players from us allocated players to other national allocated players to simple player rights uh there's a lot of names that if louisville is crazy enough uh they could draft some players that don't play anymore if they really wanted to uh and so that i think there's a long idea of it'll be interesting this interesting to see how strong louisville wants to come out of the gate how much they want to gamble because there's a certain cases where if they gamble and they win on a certain player, it could be huge for them. Uh, do they play it safe across the board? I think that's what makes this fun and yeah. why I think it'd be exciting to see how we, uh, you know, how we strategize through this roster. So let me give a breakdown of we're going to honor the, the, the rules and agreement of this draft as much as possible. Some specifics to you and me, Mike, just to set the ground rule for, for what we're going to be doing here. So we'll be selecting anywhere from 14 to 16 players, depending on uh, U.S. allocation. And 
will be structuring these by order of position. So we'll be doing these positions at a time. Uh, we'll be selecting as many as two keepers, four attackers, five midfielders, and five defenders. And we went lower on the, the forwards because we basically took on two of them with, with the Chicago acquisition. Uh, and so how this will work is we will start things off with U.S. allocation. Um, you and I will both have an opportunity to determine if we want to take on a U.S. allocated player, add them to the roster. That will help us determine uh, how much choice we'll have through the rest of those selections. After that happens, we'll start things off with our keepers. We'll move on to uh, our forwards. Then we'll do mids, and then we'll end things with defense. Uh, we'll, and then we'll just go in a standard order back and forth. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, this isn't necessarily I pick my roster, you pick yours. We are adding to the same roster. We're just doing it one pick at a time because I'm assuming that that is how a team operations office would do it is, you know, who do you want? Great. Uh, here's who I want. Now, who do you want? I'm sure that's how all offices, that's how a general manager would run things. I, I think so. I mean, based on our experience as general managers, well, yours specifically, but. Yeah, as, as former assistant GM of the Seattle Storm for one night, uh, yeah, that is how, you know, that's how it went down. Uh, don't look up that record. It's just, trust me. No, so uh, <laughs> any, any questions before we actually jump into the selection? No, this sounds great. Fantastic. Well, let me officially welcome everyone to the NWSL Nation Racing Louisville FC Mock Expansion Draft. So as I said, Mike, we'll kick things off right out the chute. So we have a handful of U.S. allocated players across the board uh, from different squads that we have the potential option of taking a risk on. I'll start with you. Uh, is there a U.S. allocated player that you would like to extend the option of selecting? You know what, Steve? You mentioned this before, but this is all a bit of a gamble, a bit of a chess match. And I am actually not going to draft a U.S. allocated player. There were several that are very tempting, but for now I'm going to take the money. So that, like that's, uh, that's, that's my pick. You're on the clock. Uh, this is boring. Cause I'm taking the 75 K as well. Now, okay. um, I was close with one player. I was heavily I'm, considering. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I'm curious who the player is because I was in the same spot. I was heavily considering Adriana French. Same, exactly um, the same. Yeah, I, I was thinking through it. I think it's funny because we're rolling right into keepers. I think the keeper field is very strong uh, enough to not have to take that risk, take the money and still still be strong in the net. Um, but that was one that I went, I think we can afford that. Almost every other U.S. player at this point, I don't feel confident saying they will actually ever play in a Louisville uniform if we were to pick them up, like just across well, the board. Megan or Pino, yeah, this no chance. Uh, you know, Krieger and Harris, no chance. Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, no chance. Like, it, it's not happening. Uh, Carly Lloyd, why even would you? Like, it's so it's just across the board there's a lot of like i i looked at some of the canadian players well before <laughs> yes uh, i looked at any of the uh, the u.s players so i yeah I, I think at this point the field says it's quite a bit of risk we're going to see a big shift in star power over the next year especially after angel city's maneuvering make those moves as they come in the future but for now uh you know uh, i think you have enough talent to have something formidable outside of that so with that that means that the numbers we have in play will remain as they are right now we'll be selecting two keepers four attackers five mids five defenders uh, i do want to cut myself off we talked about french was there any other u.s player you found yourself considering um no she was the only one i was seriously looking at i mean i i do wonder about Kristen press and tobin heath both of their clubs left their rights unprotected. I don't know if that says that the clubs know something that I don't about them potentially continuing to play in the UK. Um, it was conspicuous that they were both unprotected, but if I'm Louisville, I need a player 
that's going to be playing in the inaugural season. And the Olympics are coming up next year. I yeah. I don't want to gamble whether my the the core of my team is going to be on the pitch. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's it's uh you want to be able to make some level of impact. You have as much open opportunity to potentially do that this next year as an expansion squad. So you might as well take uh, as much advantage of that. I I think Portland and Utah, this, this, I think it just freed up an opportunity for them to protect an extra player. And I think both of them are thinking, uh, listen, we're currently trying to fight Natalie Portman in sunny Los Angeles right now. And that's going to be the same fight for you, Louisville. So if you really feel the need, go for it, but, uh, but good luck. Some of these U S allotments, I think are almost them like daring uh, the teams to be like, go ahead, do it. See what happens. That might be fun. Exactly. I mean, who wouldn't want um, Ashlyn Harris or Ellie Krieger, but you can only take one. And who in this earth would have the nerve to separate one of the greatest power couples of all time? Yeah, but good for you. Uh, but I don't. Uh, um, yeah, like, like you know, good luck with it. We'll see. So, so uh, comfortable <laughs> with that. So we're we're, we're, taking, we're taking the money. We're going to start with keepers, Mike. The, I think that the the keeper field is actually pretty deep. Uh, I think they have a potential for a lot of uh, talent. I'm going to let you start. I have my full-on consensus number one. I think I, I, I get the feeling you're going to be the same. You may not because okay. it's a deep field, but I think you're going to be the same. So if, if you have what I think you have, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board, but I'm going to let you go first. You can make the first selection. Uh, who is the first keeper heading to Louisville? Okay. Um, I'm looking to the Rose city, which seems like, uh, the land of the goalkeepers right now. And I'll pass on AD French, but I will take Britt Eckerstrom. I think she's 100%. been consistent, remarkable in the challenge cup. Um, I think, and this is, this is crazy. Um, that the difference between Portland's three keepers, usually there's a pretty stark contrast between your starting keeper and, you know, the next one or two down the line, but the margins between 80 French, Britt Eckerstrom, and even Bella Bixby is just razor thin. All three of them are just yep. phenomenal clutch dynamic keepers. I'll take Eckerstrom because she's got a more um, proven record. Um, she's been more consistent over time, whereas we've only seen Bixby in the challenge cup, but I think she'd be a great pick for, for racing. Uh, I, I totally agree. I, I would even go beyond goalkeepers. If I were just picking these one after the other, Brit's probably my number one pick. Yeah. Uh, I just think the performance she's had over 2020 in general has shown that it's just a perfect opportunity. Uh, I think that gives you a solid shot and goal. I also think it allows you to have a little bit of strategy behind who you would take as a second uh, keeper because this uh, this field is so strong and there's certain cases where you don't know necessarily if you're like, th- there are a couple of cases where like, if we take them, are they even showing up? So like, just to get it out right off the bat, like this is why I'm not taking Steph Levy and, and players of that ilk, right? It yeah. just doesn't feel like it's in the cards. A very strategic reason uh, why, with our second goalkeeper pick, I'm taking Katie Lund. Oh, okay. uh, and that's because if I'm being honest, there's a limit to the players we can take, which means you pretty much need to plan on taking two players from each squad. I don't know if Washington selections are as strong as a lot of other rosters. I think Lund is extremely competent. She'd do a great job in goal. There might be some other stronger goalkeepers on the roster, but those are rosters that also have other players I'm much higher interested in. So I feel good about the move. It allows me to take a pick from Washington while also opening up another roster's options. Um, so that's where I stand with it. And I got to say, uh, it, I know it's tough with, with the spirit because as much as I want to take Lori Lindsay, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can waste a pick on purely on color. Uh, Cause I don't know if I'm going to be able to get her out of retirement, but um maybe oh, we I can do that. that maybe we could ju- you might have laurel on your list and i don't mean to spoil that but you know 
I, I love can, can you use a draft pick just for color commentators? That'd be awesome. I loved going through this list of available players and seeing which teams still have the rights to long since retired players. I mean, will Abby Wambach come out of retirement if if they draft her? What do you think? Uh maybe it's tempting, man. Uh <laughs> you know. I think there's a I don't even know. There's a lot of proof whiskey in it for her, maybe. Uh, you know, you know, there's a lot. You know, Louisville could, who knows? Weirder thing. Listen, people have said this so many times lately, but we're in the year of our Lord, 2020. I hold nothing back. Just about everything's <laughs> possible. So weirder things have happened. So that's our keepers. Britt Eckerstrom, Katie Lund. You, I mean, come on. That's, you're not shaking a stick at that. That's a solid roster in the net. Uh, I think you'd feel good about that either way. Uh, that said, Mike, let's let's move on. I'm actually going to go in the order of how I have the roster in front of me. So I know I said forwards first. Let's actually go with our defense first, just because sure. that's move how on. I have it going top to bottom. It's easier for me. It's important that this is convenient for me. Uh, <laughs> that's how this works. So, Mike, I'm going to let you start this off. Uh, we have five defenders to pick, so you'll pick three out of uh, the five. I'll pick two, and then we'll switch that order when we get to mids. Okay. Uh, but I'll kick it over to you, the the first defensive player you'd like to put in the running. I think with my first pick, I'm going to go Taylor Smith from OL Reign. Um, she's yeah, she's got it. call-ups to the national team. Um, there's been some injuries in her career but when she is healthy um she has really impressed me and and she's one of those very very good attacking defenders as well that i i think she would be a very solid choice and i was actually a little surprised that she didn't make the protected list with ol but i mean i yeah. know they've got a huge roster and a lot of names to protect but um i thought that was a steal this is interesting because I, I had a few other uh, defensive players on the rain that I was potentially interested in. And this is where it, you, it gets interesting doing this draft because it's, do you use another OL rain spot on a defender or do you hold off until you can, uh, you know, so you can look at other positions. And I feel like if that's something else. that I'm going to do. Yeah. If nothing huh? else, it's, it's evidence that we didn't collaborate ahead of time. Yeah, which is helpful. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to have that 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 on your record, I suppose. But it does make this really intriguing. I I think, <sighs> darn it, this is really rough. Ah, I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm just looking at Actually, my rosters and it's making it fun. I'm no, not. Sorry. You shouldn't be. Now I have Taylor Smith. Um, there's a specific rain player I was really interested in, but I I want to hold off. I don't. Uh, you know, I'll open, I won't say anything because who knows if it's in your mind and you can do it, you feel. Um, just going off gut instinct as I'm looking at this, I'm going to go with Gina Lewandowski out of Sky Blue. Oh, yeah. Solid um, pick. I think she was extremely consistent in the challenge cap. Uh, liked a lot of, of what I saw. I think that's a good natural pick. Um, there are a lot of really intriguing defensive picks out of sky blue as well. So, so that could open that up again. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel in general fairly good about that, but I'll be interested to hear who else you want to take for the defense. Okay. Let's, let's think about this for a second. Um, all right. With Lewandowski and Taylor Smith, I'm going to add Christine Nairn from Houston Dash. Um, she's a veteran oh, player. That's really Just good. Rock solid defender, very tough, very aggressive. Um, I think she'd be a good addition because you have to think too. Um, on one hand, you want to balance young talent, but also you want some veterans that have been around to establish that culture with the new club. And I think, you know, she would just be a rock solid addition to that back line. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a real, I didn't even consider that for some reason. And I, I love that move. <laughs> no, that's huge. I, I like that a lot. That's a very, very solid pick. I, I'm trying to figure out how that didn't cross my mind, though. That's fun. 
Um, so I've got my last defensive pick, and then we'll have one more for you. Several reasons why I see this going pretty well, but I'm going to go with Carson Pickett. Oh, from Orlando. Out yeah, Orlando. Um, as much for her defensive prowess, but also for uh, one of the best teammates in the league. I mean, I think this is someone that could really help a defensive squad gel really well um, and has that attitude, plus keeps her in purple. Uh, and I'm sure that's important to her. I don't know. I, I like it. I like it when people can move to, this is a weird thing. I'm a uniform guy, right? I like it when players can move teams and keep colors. So that's important, but not to anyone, but Steve, um, I like to move. I think it, it fits really well, but also at the same time, I think it also is one of those emotional locker room style picks. I think she's someone who can be consummate natural leader can help, uh, energize the squad, keep them together. Um, I think that chemistry matters and, I, I think it'll be huge in that case. So that's where I take it. Uh, so, so far we have Taylor Smith, Gina Lewandowski, Christy Nairn, and Carson Pickett. Uh, how do you want to round out the defense, Mike? Um, I think I'm going to head to North Carolina for this one and take Addison Merrick. Um, she's a new addition okay. to the team, but she's been with them, you know, been a part of a lot of their success. And um I guess we haven't seen a ton of her yet, but um, based on what we have seen, I, I thought she was, she's been around some of the best and she showed a lot of promise in the challenge cup. I really liked her style of play. So yeah, I feel good about Addison Merrick. I, I like the move. I'm surprised at it only because the, there's just so much coming out of North Carolina uh, that it'll be interesting to see what we leave on the table but I do in general like the selection. Um, and I think this, this is a solid defensive squad. I think Smith, Lewandowski, Naren Pickett, and Merrick is a, is a pretty solid five to run with. I think yeah. most teams would feel pretty comfortable with that. So not here to shake a stick at that one at all. Uh, so that's where we have with our defense. Let's head over to the midfield. Um, this is where it gets really intriguing because it's probably the one section of the field that I don't have an immediate, uh, like this is how I want to do it. Um, I probably am going to make what may potentially be my main risky move. Like we'll see if this is someone that will actually stick with the squad, but I think it's one of those. It's not so high profile, like taking a U.S. allocated player that it's very worrisome. But it's a talent level that if man, if you can scoop that up, you've got to do it. I'm going to go with Vero. Um, oh yeah so i you know verbiquette out of out of utah that's i just the 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 scoring talent distribution talent um it also takes one of utah's main weapons off the the field and, and gives it to you potentially which is good that might secure you at least one win uh from what's going to already be a thin utah roster next year <laughs> so it's almost strategic in a lot of different ways but I, I think that's a case where the balance between the talent level and the feasibility of them actually being a part of your roster is just enough that it's worth, it's worth taking the shot. If you can have a, a risky pick here and there, that's one that I think is kind of worth the shot. Yeah. I love her as a player. Um, again, like, like you said, that's the risk, but if it pays off, if, you know, if, if you do get that international talent, she's so technical and so has so much vision on the pitch. I, I think it would be worth it if she, if, if it it's worked out. It's a thousand out. percent risk and it very well may not happen. Uh, but it's, I, I, I felt I was due at least one opportunity to try something. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Put it all out there. Yeah. Okay. So there we have it. What do you got for me in the midfield? All right. In the midfield, I'm heading to Houston and I'm going to pick Brie Vasali. Um, okay. I, I loved this. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a great young player. Um, again, going back to our time watching the Challenge Cup, she was the one that really jumped out. Well, among a lot of players that jumped out in Houston, but of those on the unprotected list, I think she's very underrated and is a is a pretty explosive midfielder. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I love this player for Louisville. So, just for the record, that closes out Houston. So 
uh we're done and dusted there um i i, I love this especially because it's it's a solid value pick it's a youth pick the potential is extremely high there i think that makes a ton of sense phenomenal talent phenomenal athlete i think it makes a lot of sense in the midfield you did take my next pick right off the board and potentially, oh. and, and if not my next pick, very potentially one of my forward picks because the two looking at Houston, after you took Nairn, I was bouncing between Kaiser and Stangle. Uh, yes. And uh, that calls it off, which is cool. Not here to, uh, I think, I think the move makes a lot of sense. It does really make this a really interesting discussion and it's I'm, also I'm enough for me to, to stall so that I can keep <laughs> it's enough for, it's enough for me to stall so I can keep looking at my roster. <laughs> no, no problem. That's, um, that's, we're, we're just trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Isn't that the easiest thing in the universe? So as I'm looking at this, I'm I'm really gonna go with my gut as much as possible right here. Oh gosh. This is not as easy as I thought it would be. Um, man, let's see. Jasmine Spencer. Yes. Okay. Let's take, let's take Jasmine out of, out of oil rain. Uh, and I think that gives us, uh, some solid muscle in the midfield. I feel good about that one. Um, she was another one that also, I honestly can't, I can't believe was left unprotected out of OL. Um, yeah. I mean, she, she's one of those rare players that can play both ways, but I mean, she's, yep. she can be an aggressive forward. She can be a relentless defender. It's incredible. 100%. Um, so that does close out the rain for us. Uh, and then that obviously, so Houston and oil rain are off the table in terms of selections, but I think we made some good value picks out of there. I'm just color coding my spreadsheet so that that flags if we happen to pick anyone else. So right now <clears throat> we're looking at Vero Baquette, Brivasali, Jason Spencer out of the midfield. That's a fun crew. If that works out, uh, who else do you want to add to the squad? In the midfield, I am going to add how many, how many midfield spots do we have left? We have two. So you have one. I have one. Okay. Um, Let's go Caprice Didasco, Sky Blue. She Okay. Small risk there just because she is coming off um pretty serious injury, but um seeing her with with her last couple squads actually, I, I really enjoy her as a player. Um yeah. She's got experience and she's pretty versatile for a midfielder um but yeah yeah i think she'd be a good fit especially with a player in the area like yuki that they they can both create chances really well no i agree with you this is interesting because i had caprice on my short list for defense but not necessarily mid uh which is just where i was sitting in the universe okay uh, so this closes out sky blue i love the move i i, I love the move um there's a handful of sky blue player sky blue players all like they all had that very balanced potential move to it. I think Liz Eddie was a great option. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Cujo uh, was one that was high on my list. Um, they're one that I think you could build a lot of interesting talent out of, but that takes three of the eight squads completely off at this point, to be honest though. Um, every team's had a selection. So we're closing out the rosters either way, which makes yeah. this, no fun at all um man golly what do we want to do here steve um ah you know what here we go um i i'm taking i already took a risky pick out of utah who knows if it'll work so let's do uh a one that's probably going to be a bit safer but not any less exciting uh gunion's daughter yeah Excellent. Um, be a good so fit, that closes out Utah. I like it. I like where it stands. Uh, that closes out the Royals officially. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to keep talking while I am color coding this. Uh, 
spreadsheets are fun, man. Uh, so <laughs> be a good time to, to lean into our first sponsor, Microsoft Excel. Um, Excel <laughs> gives you all the opportunity for organization and energy efficiency. Head over to office365.com slash NWSL. I'm kidding. We are not affiliated with them. That was a good. Choice. What I wouldn't give for uh, that so- Microsoft money, though. <laughs> Absolutely. So that closes out our midfield. We've got Vero, uh, Brie Vasali, Jasmine Spencer, Caprice Dadasco, and Gunion's daughter in the midfield. That's another fun squad. We now have four forwards to close out this roster that we need to select. We, of course, already have Yuki and Savannah McCaskill, as I've got them listed um, in the attack spot. We have four rosters that we can choose from and four slots. So this will be fun because I have a good amount of, of scores that I'm looking at, uh, but it really just depends on what teams we eliminate. Yeah, this is getting along. this is getting tricky. So, so I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you start, which is a bit risky, but take it away. All right, um, I'm going to take. Oh, let's see. Yeah, let's go with Kumi Yokoyama from Washington Spirit. Love she's it. Another, she's another recent addition, um, Japanese national team. Um, one thing I loved seeing her play in 2020, though, was A, her, techni- her technical prowess, but was there anybody better at setting up just um, these soaring assists than her for Washington? It, w- it was incredible that she could just see the opportunity before they materialized. Absolutely love that pick. I absolutely love it. That's fantastic. This that's huge. I think that's another one that is it it doesn't come off to the naked eyes this bombastic star pick, but that's one where she's going to make an impact right away. And I think you have to love where that puts you uh potentially you know if you're trying to make some sort of a splash as a expansion roster i like where that's going this is really interesting because i think there's a lot of fun talent to go around here uh i'm gonna go with caitlin roland no i'm not that's a keeper steve she's a keeper yeah yeah sorry i read the wrong name um i'm actually not gonna go to nc let's take uh let's take tyler lucy out of portland that's a great pick. She's she's yeah. never gotten the playing time that her level of talent deserves. Very, very exactly, under- and that's where I th- exactly that's where I think this puts her at a huge advantage because this allows her to be a key focal point for their for them offensively and uh, where she just was not going to necessarily fit in Portland. So I actually think it it helps her in a long ways. Uh, it honestly might make things a little easier on Portland's end just being able to. <laughs> Uh, more efficiently strategize things. I, I like where that sits. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. Um, I think then I will head over to the East Coast and take Ali Watt from North Carolina. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, I was, I mean, seeing her go down with injury uh, earlier this year was was really rough because she has really overperformed. I mean, she, she was drafted well, but, but she really overperformed expectations. And when she's healthy, I fully expect her trajectory to just be phenomenal. So I'm excited to see her at Louisville. This is really intriguing because the talent level that was coming out of North Carolina was so vast and the options were so high. I'm, I'm surprised at the direction we took. I think, I think for Louisville, it's it was very strong picks, but for instance, like having Sam Murphy still on the board, like there's certain players that I kind of went, oh man, I can't believe we we left them on the board. But I think just based off circumstance, the value that Louisville's looking for on their roster, it makes a ton of sense. That's what kind of makes this expansion setup pretty fun. Uh, it it really does because I mean it, it's just a chess match I, again. If you're if you're the yeah. eight um, NWSL teams being drafted from yeah it's all a chess match who you protect who you gamble with um how much is that going to impact you if you lose them um but then louisville 
it's not always about picking the best players. It's about picking the ones that are going to fit. So a lot of this is is what Christy Hawley sees as who who's going to be good for his team. And I'm saying all this, and I don't think we've even finished our forwards, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's where I kind of am at uh, a bit of a loss, because basically we have Orlando left. Yeah. Uh, so it makes I didn't it... have a forward from them in yeah. my... In- potential list we can call it here if you want to call it no no totally i've got uh i'm i'm gonna take a second and just verify this last pick you want you want to make it work for you but i i think it's interesting here because forwards is probably not the first thing i would have been looking at when i was looking at orlando but it's just kind of how the chips fall uh which again makes it super fun they had some excellent defenders I, I was I was yeah. kind of sad that we didn't take uh, Shalina Zadorsky as a defender, but we, I mean we had we one. we had a good list. But I love her with the Canadian That's one that, No, as I was looking at the list, that was a huge one that I kind of went. I can't believe it based on that. That said, I feel good about <laughs> Kristen Edmonds. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think it's a a solid value pick. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Would it have been necessarily in my top four selections if I could just choose any? of the attackers probably not but i think it it works with with the squad really well this is going to be a pretty competitive um front line when you're looking at at kumi and lucy watt yuki and mccaskill but that's also a really good dynamic scoring crew for someone like chris nevins to bounce off of i think i think when i'm looking at that i'm almost looking at i think i can build this crew by sheer com- competition, uh, I almost see them that to play off each other. Yeah, uh, if, if that's the squad that goes to Louisville, you think about the North Carolina Courage in you know 2018, 2019, when they were just at the peak of their of their game. This is like the anti Courage. <laughs> They're you know, <laughs> a, a much more technical. Um, much more possession based, um, less less based on speed and attack. But I don't know. I think that could be really fun to watch. Yeah, and I think there's anything we've seen, uh, especially where I remember from the Challenge Cup. It, it's always an intriguing experience watching different styles come into play and how they bounce off of each other. So I like that idea of adding that dynamic to this roster could be really interesting. And that's considering you know this is your first run as a roster as you turn this over year on year and you add different dynamics to it, I think this is a really good foundation to build off of. And as we've talked about uh, the open level of competition that they'll actually have in 2021 is as strong as you could possibly find. There's a lot of teams that their stars are going to be in Olympic prep. And this allows you a, I think a chance to stay competitive. So I feel really good about where we're sitting right now. I'll review over it again. So we have no, uh, USWNT players as it stands right now on this roster that opened up our full gambit of options. We've got Britt Eckerstrom and Katie Lund in the net on our defense, Taylor Smith, Gina Lewandowski, Christine Nairn, Carson Pickett, and Addison Merrick. Uh, in the midfield, we got uh, Vero, Brie Vasali, Jasmine Spencer, Caprice Dadasco, and Gunion's daughter. And then taking up our scoring opportunities, Kumi Okiyama. Tyler Lucy, Ali Watt, Kristen Edmonds. And then, of course, we've got Yuki and Savannah leading the way. Uh, your thoughts on on the the mock racing Louisville FC roster? I think that's incredible. Oh, and and didn't want to leave out. They picked up um, Shayna Matthews from the Washington Spirit. From that is correct. Yeah, re-entry list. So, yeah. That I is think correct, that's, yes. That's, that's an incredible squad. I I really, I'm happy with our picks. Like you said, there's a few cases where you look at the names still on the table and you think, how did we miss that? But then at the same time, you look at who we've got. I'm, I'm not at all unhappy. Yeah, I would feel really good about it. I think that there's some long-term value there, but I, I, I think it's as, as much value as you can pull out of the way this extend, this expansion draft is built for them. I think there's, you know, it's only so far you can take things. And I think that put them in a good situation. And this is why that U.S. allocation 
uh, rule almost plays into their favor because it just opened up their options. Absolutely. Uh, really like if they, lim- yeah, if they yeah. pass on like we did, if they if they play the same move, now they've got one hundred fifty thousand dollars that they can fill any remaining holes that they've got, right? Not to exactly. mention and I th- the upcoming uh, college draft. Yeah, the the upcoming draft. Yeah, though that's absolutely huge. And then I think on top of that, you look at, um, I, you know, something that really stands out to me is if I pick one player, and then I have to just ignore that roster for good after that point. It it just it limits your options. It makes it a little tougher to work around. Coming into a year where you may not see that player for a lot of reasons, they're playing overseas, they're doing Olympic prep. There's a lot of reasons you dance around it. So I think it makes sense to go. Let's build this out. I think you and I have talked about this a little bit. I'm curious your feedback on this. There's a lot of opportunity for Louisville to effectively play things safe coming into this year. I have reason to believe that Angel City is going to come in much more aggressive when it's expansion time for them. I'm curious what you think. I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Everything that we've seen from them so far, aggressive is the strategy. The the ownership, the investment, the marketing. That's true. I I mean, yeah. I I'm still Louisville's what's in front of us. I'm very excited for a team in Kentucky. Um, but yeah, I, I think everybody sees 2022. You know, LA pops onto the scene. It, it's it's gonna be huge. I, I think it's going to change the dynamics of the league entirely. And no. I don't know. I mean, if you believe the rumor mill is Kristen Press, maybe Tobin Heath waiting, waiting in Europe until, until 2022. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll say it, you know, this way. I, I don't know necessarily about Natalie Portman's expectations or Eva Longoria's expectations or Alexis Ohanian's expectations, I will say this. From the sources that I've been hearing, uh, Layla Williams and Olympia Ohanian want to win now. They're looking to aggressively uh, expand this roster. Uh, You know, they're coming in saying, hey, listen, we understand that neither of us uh, uh, have even finished grade school, but we know what it takes to win. Uh, and as the youngest owners of this team, I think we understand what the modern game needs to be successful. So we expect to be successful right out the gate. That's why you put those people in executive positions. What was that? An exact quote that from, from the two year olds. Yeah, they very much, uh, you know, are, are wanted to form that United front. They, they want, they want to see success out of this program. That's why they invest. And I, That's you know, right. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have play. to see how that goes, but We'll have to see how that goes. But no, I, I feel good about this roster. Obviously, it could be the exact opposite come expansion time. So that'll be uh, excited. That said, Mike, uh, if uh, people are looking uh, to, to follow up on the expansion draft, uh, that'll take place, I believe, Thursday. Uh, as you're hearing this, it'll be Thursday. Uh, it'll be on Twitch, on the NWSL's Twitch account, November 12th. Uh, I don't have a timestamp in front of me. Do you have a time it's, on that? Uh, I believe 7 4 p.m. PM. Eastern. Yeah, 7, 4, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Yep, there we go. So 7, yeah, 7 Eastern, 4 p.m. specific time. Um, Pacific. We, we, we prefer Pacific. Specific. Well, it's at, it, it's at 4 p.m. It's at 4 p.m. specifically uh, right. for you guys. So that's why I say it. Uh, <laughs> if we're on Portland so, time, if we're on Portland standard time, then it's... 4 p.m. roughly. Love it. It's the city that always that's, that's sleeps. That's how we do it. Always, every single time, every every day. I mean, as early as so, uh, growing up in California, like because we've just had this switch back into standard time. I don't know if this is as much in the Oregon world. There's certain points during standard time part of the year. Uh, it got dark at like 4 p.m. Yeah, it's the like, same on, um, on the Pacific on the Pacific Coast. It 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 shows up quickly during those months it's really interesting yes yes there's there's a reason why the good people of the pacific northwest are so depressed because there's no sunlight <laughs> and it rains from now until about oh you know may <laughs> <laughs> i mean i remember 
it wouldn't be dark, but it would be that like almost dusky leaning on dark when I'd be getting out of school. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, there's a reason that it was all indoor sports at that point when, when you were in high school and stuff, cause you, like, you could, you could do track and field during those months. No way. Uh, no. Maybe who knows a lit track is fun. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed our daylight savings uh, discussion. That's that was a big part to close us out. But uh, Mike, with that said, uh, we had a lot of fun diving into the expansion drafts. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, add to the gambit before we call today? Um, just one thing that we had talked about, Steve, doing in the uh, near future is maybe jumping into some um, history of of the league or of women's yes. football in general. Um, we talked yes, about some maybe, NW history. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something we had talked about. Um, if anybody has any feedback or suggestions, things they want to hear about, I think we're searching for some ideas or research topics. So, yes. Uh, so our sister program, WNBA nation uh, has done a series called W history. Uh, we had an initial series about the story of the Houston comets. We have another special coming up in the coming weeks. They'll be excited to hear about, and we're looking to expand that to the NWSL and women's soccer as well. And we would absolutely love your feedback. If you have any ideas, players, teams, events, stories, topics, anything uh, that you think would be fun for us to do some deep diving on, we'd absolutely love to hear it. Uh, Of course, uh, probably the easiest way to let us know is over at Twitter, NWSL Nation Pod. Uh, Even if you want to jump into our mentions uh, anywhere you you can find your podcast, feel free to reach out. We definitely love the feedback. as far as anything to do, make the program better and any ideas for, for the, uh, the history program, we would love uh, an opportunity to, to deep dive and tell some fun stories. Absolutely love that. Uh, but I think that really covers everything. We're definitely exciting, Mike, to, to be back in the fold with you. This was a great time. It's fantastic. Excited to see that draft. Yeah. Uh, we'll, draft we'll just forward our, yeah, we'll just forward our list to Christy Holly. Yeah. We'll, we'll let them know that I'm, I'm sure. Do, do you want to do that or time. should I, or. I was thinking I'd just we'll, mail it in. That probably. We'll, yeah. Yeah. USB isn't, isn't busy with race. anything right now. Aren't they though? Aren't they though? Swipe them ballots. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to, to this episode of NWSL nation. We're excited to dive some more into the world of women's soccer in the coming months as we lead into the next WBSL season. But until then, uh, thank you, as always, for joining us. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Mike McPhee. And we got you next time.